Hi, everybody. I'm Jay Croft, and welcome to the Optimal Aging Podcast, where we discuss the business of exercise, healthy living, and well-being for people 50 and over. Each week, we explore what healthy living means for millions of people over age 50 and what's coming next with a focus on communications, content, and making powerful connections. I was looking forward to a group conversation the other night, and I'll tell you, it did not go the way that I was expecting it to. But here's the kicker. It was great. It could have been better. The surprise of it was so delightful that it has led to this week's episode of the Optimal Aging Podcast. I'm going to share segments of the conversation with you because they're so interesting and lively and really relevant to anyone in the fitness over 50 industry who wants to learn to write better and communicate better with their clients and prospects. Let me tell you that the background just briefly, there's a really wonderful book that I highly recommend all the time. It's called Everybody Writes by Anne Handley, who is a content marketing expert and a a really terrific writer and speaker. So I thought it would be fun to initiate a book club in my Prime Fit Pros group on Facebook and have Everybody Writes be the first book that we discussed. Well, the conversation, you know, took a few turns. And instead of talking just about the book and how great Anne is and which tips were your favorites and which ones are you going to rush to use in your business writing next, we kind of got into some really personal powerful stuff with the vulnerabilities that we feel when we sit down to write something, even if it's for business, right? And I forget about these kinds of things because I've been doing this my whole life. But gym owners and studio owners, like these three women who are joining me today, they're not. They want to learn to write better and they want to be more confident. And each of them is at a different stage in their journey in developing writing skills And it was just really refreshing to me to hear people come at it so openly and honestly and warmly. And one of them in particular knocked me out because although I'd never met Erin until this group call the other day, it was as if she had already listened to all of my tips and advice on how to be a better writer and put them into action. And listening to her talk about the gains that she made in doing some of her own writing and in taking the emotional risks and exposing herself and letting herself be vulnerable in gaining these necessary skills, well, it's really powerful and moving, and I, I, I couldn't wait to share it with you. We talk about storytelling and brevity and clarity and, and you know the nervousness that we all feel whenever we put something out there for the world. And I'm going to edit the conversation so that it kind of hones in on one main question, which kind of emerged as the theme for our conversation quite naturally. And that is, what's the most important thing that you need to have in mind when you sit down to write something? You know, is it this, is it a need to be original? Is it a need to impress people with how smart you are? Is it a need to get somebody to agree to buy your training services or to become a member of your gym, et cetera, et cetera? Well, no, that's not, those things might be important, but None of them is the most important number one thing you need to be thinking about when you sit down to write anything or create any kind of content or tell a story. That's the key question. What's the most important thing to think about when you sit down to write something? 
And I could tease you and tell you to have to listen to the whole thing, but I hope you'll do that. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, the most important thing that you need to ask yourself when you sit down to write something is, who is this for? And that's the subject of this week's episode of the Optimal Aging Podcast. We are joined by Jacqueline from Manhattan, Holly from Lakewood, which is near Denver, and Aaron in Colorado Springs. Here we go. What does that mean to you? And how do you relate that to what we're all here talking about, which is engaging more people over 50 in fitness and healthy living? To me, I think if you can have a, a story, like a true story about something that's tying in with with anything that we're trying to preach, right? Like whether it's somebody that's getting into shape at 80 after not working out their whole life. If you can have a true story about somebody that kind of turned their health around, it's just much more impactful. And those are the things that are engaging to listen to rather than just saying like, hey, you can get healthy at any age. Just doesn't offer quite the same punch. And why do you think that a story is more effective sometimes in communicating things to people? I just feel like we're social beings, right? We want to hear about other people, their lives. I think we're just in, curious about others, yeah. um, how they're navigating through life, their health issues. So it makes it more personal and more identifiable because a lot of times you hear things, people's struggles, things that they're going through. And if you can relate to it and how they navigated that, then I think it's just it just speaks to you a little bit more. It just mm -hmm. has a better and bigger impact. Good. Holly, you and I talked about some of this stuff uh, a couple of years ago when we were talking about getting you going in some writing. Yeah. And, and and then I think you mentioned to me that Anne's concept of the ugly first draft spoke mm -hmm. to you. I you haven't read the book yet, but was that you? Somebody sent me. That a was Mark. That was, was Mark, Mark Nutting. Oh, okay. But I, I totally get what he was trying to say because that was something, Jay, that you encouraged me because I was getting so stuck. I was, I was trying to, I think what Mark said is he was trying to edit as he went along rather than just get it all out there and then go back to it and try to encourage kind of a free flow of thought. And then you can always come back and, and uh, apply the principles that you taught me of being succinct and not using jargon and all that wonderful stuff. That was tough for me to do because Maybe this is the way we learn to write in high school and college. I'm not sure. You could say, who cares about, you know, writing? I didn't you know, major in English. I don't care about writing. I'm here to train people. So tell me why you're interested in this. Why does it even matter for people in fitness to be able to write well? I would like to be able to write content that the older adult can identify with as my voice being a 60 pluser to be able to um, educate in words that they can relate to. Okay. Aaron, how about you? Why, why do you think that writing is important when you're not a writer? Well, you have to do it all the time, whether it's email or if you're writing a, a blog post or whatever. And I think your writing is always a representation of who you are. It's like you're just marketing for yourself. And whether you're writing a blog post or an email, I, I feel like uh, your perspective can be out there and the way you communicate is always on show for people. So I think it's important to you to know how to write well. And like what Holly was saying, now people can see how you write and they can decide if they want to work with you based on your perspective of things and your take on, you know, in this instance in training and health. And I think you get, uh, that's just how people can judge you now is how you write. Have you found a 
I don't know, a practical lesson or tip or something that's going to stick with you where you, that you thought, oh, I'm going to use that. I've got to remember that. Anything specific? Yeah, I think it was just like the, it was like, what's your point? Or keep asking why. Like, because sometimes you, I find like you just, you're just writing and writing and writing. And then I think like, what's your point? Why do people care? And keep asking why, 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 so that you get to the core of what you're trying to communicate. That's so helpful because I, I feel like I know myself, I just write, write, write all your ideas. And you think like, what's the point? I never even put the point in there. Who's this for, right? That's the first thing I ask everyone in anything. Holly, you, I don't know if you'll remember, but I, I'm sure it's the first thing when you ask me, I need help with this. I probably said, who are you writing this for? And what do you want them to do? Which is another way of saying, what's the point, right? And if you're writing something for a 60-year-old person in New York City who needs to exercise more, then that's great. You know who you're writing for. You're not writing to a 12-year-old girl in Iowa about how she needs to do her scrapbooking differently, right? Who am I working for today? Who's the audience? You know, that's just the first thing that you have to think about. So I'm glad you got that. What are some of your fears or what's intimidating to you about writing? I would say comparison. I love to read. And the more I read, the more intimidated I get about writing. <laughs> There's a girl I was following on Instagram for a while. She was a business coach and personal trainer. And she just, her Instagram posts were just like so spot on. Always really good. To the point that I had to like stop following her because I just felt like so like I had nothing else to it was just like I just she was just so good so I think originality also intimidates me is that I, I with everybody putting all their stuff out there now with the internet it's like is this really new or different I doesn't feel that way it just feels like I'm part of this group that believes this or whatever I'm going to go the other direction of what doesn't intimidate me is I think when I get drawn into a piece of, of someone's writing and I'm thinking, all right, this, what is it about this? Like Erin was just talking, she has found this person that she could read her stuff and read her stuff and read her stuff. And that's what is that special, whatever it is that I could put into my writing? Because the writing that I want to be able to do is educational writing and get people excited, you know, learn something like, oh, I can do that and not try to sound like a science geek but also not sound like I'm dummying things down and insult my reader. Anne addresses that really smartly in the book. And, and this is one of the reasons I like this book so much is there's a lot of great stuff in here that Anne thought of herself, but a lot of the great stuff in it is that it's not original. Erin, this gets to your point. You don't have to invent everything. You could even argue that there's really nothing new to invent. It's a lot like exercise. How do you lose weight? Well, you burn more calories than you consume. Do you have to come up with a new a new mathematical formula to lose weight? Well, good luck, because you're not going to find that, right? And, and I'm probably not going to find some radical new way to tell you how to write better. And didn't so much invent as she curated and put it into her own unique voice with her own really wonderful voice and story. And purpose. Who is she writing this for? You bet she knew who she was writing it for. And what did she want them to do? She knew what she wanted us to do. And in fact, we're doing it all these years after I bought the book. You know, that girl, the woman you found Aaron on Instagram, what do you like about her? What What is it? And if you don't know, then go back and look at it and be analytical and say, 
she made me feel warm and fuzzy. Why? Why did I feel warm and fuzzy? Or she made me feel like I could conquer the world. Why? What's in this that makes me feel this feeling or think these thoughts? She's yeah. doing something that you can steal from, that you can copy, that you can put your own spin on it. And whenever, you know, anytime you take something from someone else and make it your own, then you're not, it's not plagiarizing. It's adapting it via your personality and your life experience and your voice for your audience. So yeah. that's, um, it's a long way of saying that, you know, that's kind of how it's done. And, and one of the great examples of Anne saying something that everyone's already said before, but this doesn't make it any less relevant is explain it to your mother, saying it like you're saying it to your neighbor, who's a smart person who really doesn't care. And he doesn't have any background. He doesn't know the anatomy and he doesn't have your training and your expertise. But he's kind of interested. He's got a body. He's got bones. He's got muscles. Explain it to your reader like you would explain it to that person. Right. I'm not intimidated by writing. I'm not. And I don't particularly worry about it having been done before um, because nobody has my experience. Um, Bingo. Yeah. And my perspective on something is no matter how many people have addressed that topic is going to be different than somebody else. Cause I think, you know, because really creativity is not about something new. It's about taking something and presenting it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really an important thing to realize, you know, even though like I'm like working on this book right now and I'm going to have to totally rewrite it. All the information is there. It's just in a mess. so i you know so i'm gonna have to i have to go in and look at all of the elements and see where i need to start that would be more appropriate than what my first idea was i started a blog just because i needed the exercise of getting over that fear of just putting writing out there Mm -hmm. like i just needed that exercise of one writing consistently and two of getting it out there and then start honing that in a little bit more about what I'm writing, who's it for, but it's still a big hump. Wonderful. Um, it's it's like, think of a fitness client who comes to see you and, and what do you tell them to do? You tell them to start, you tell them to do it and then do it again and then do it again. And, and every time they do it, it gets a little easier. And every time they do it, the muscle gets a little stronger. The thing that I think has been most rewarding is when I go back and I can see a hundred plus entries. Like I'm like, I, uh-huh. like I did that. Like I, I kept putting it out there. I kept putting it out there. And like, sometimes I cringe when I go back and look at those. But if I could put myself on that schedule, like every Friday you have to put something out. And, and this is like the deadline I've given myself. It was just once a week I had to put something out. So at some point it's like, I have to stop editing because I gave myself this deadline. So I think like, it's really hard. I, I can't say I've been super consistent with always having the same day, but it does help giving yourself a deadline because you're like, I can't edit this forever. Deadlines are everything. Yeah. Molly, give yourself a deadline. I just started writing on topics from my journal, things that I have been struggling with, that I've been thinking about, things that I feel like I had evolved on. And I put it out and I, a couple articles, I, this was like, this felt super brave. I put one out on Facebook and I put another out on LinkedIn and that was like massively scary because <laughs> I don't really tell anybody that I blog. Um, it's very few people, but that is like super uncomfortable. It's telling people I know about the blog. 
And so you did it. How did that feel? It was good. I mean, I, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I did it once on Facebook. I did it once on LinkedIn and I, and those are two different things that I wrote, but I'm like, it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Good. Do you think that it will, all of that will be anything that you can use in your work, either your current job or in the future? The idea that you're, you've now gone through these very uncomfortable steps to learn to write better and to be less afraid and all of this, how, how might that help you moving forward? I think it will help me because I feel like I, I'm creating a body of work that I can share with clients, people that I work with and saying like, this, this kind of gives you some perspective on who I am, my perspective on life and fitness, things like that. I think for me, my next step is really like writing better. I, cause I just, I'm trying to do the exercise of writing to write, getting it out there and overcoming that fear that the writing isn't good enough and all that other good stuff, but writing better and being a, like a lot more intentional and thinking like, who is this for? Because really it was for, it's been for me. It's been for me to overcome the fear and not feeling good enough and all those other things. So the more I write, the more I feel like I can think of an audience to write for. And it's not as much about me. I want to thank Aaron, Holly, and Jacqueline for participating and Anne Handley for writing her great book, Everybody Writes, and you for listening. I love helping people write better wherever they are on the uh, journey, so to speak, of learning to write or becoming comfortable with it or just learning how to do it even if they're not comfortable with it. Because as Anne says, everybody writes and you need to learn how to do it. If I can help you with any of this, please let me know. I would love to uh, offer my coaching services to you and, and help you feel better about what you're writing. So also one last thing, we're coming up on the October 20th and 21st business coaching event with the Functional Aging Institute in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a great couple of days to learn a lot about how to grow your business for fitness for people over 50. And that's put on by the Functional Aging Institute. It's in Nashville, Tennessee, October 20th to 21st. Go to functionalaginginstitute.com for more information and to register. And the folks at the Institute were kind enough to give me a 50% discount code to pass on to you. So you'll save a little money if you use this code when you register. And that is F-A-I-M-M-50. F-A-I-M is in Mary. M is in Mary. 50. Use it. Save money. And I'll see you in Nashville. Again, thanks for listening. And uh, look forward to hearing from you about your own writing questions and processes. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Optimal Aging Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Croft, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I hope you'll subscribe, tell a friend, and write a review. All of that helps us grow our audience. I also hope you'll share any comments you have with me in an email or on social media, including suggestions for people I should interview or topics I should cover. You can learn more about me and my content business at primefitcontent.com. You can send me an email at j at primefitcontent.com. That's J-J-A-Y at primefitcontent.com. I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So find me anywhere you like and be in touch. 
And again, thanks for listening. Join us next time.